Hi everyone, welcome back to the Open College Podcast. My name's Oksana and I'm the host of the Open College Podcast series. On this episode, Mary's back giving us all really useful interview tips and tricks. It's well worth a listen to for those who are job hunting or thinking of a change in jobs. Um, so let's just get straight into it and listen to what Mary had to say. Hi, Oksana. Uh, it's, it's great to be back again doing another podcast on uh, another very important topic, I suppose, interview skills. Um, so as everybody knows, um, you know, I've been the career manager for the Open College for quite some time now, and I've carried out quite a lot of mock interviews with students, um, you know, during classes. And I also recruit for the college as well. So I've got lots of experience conducting interviews both face-to-face -face and I suppose recently the past year because of COVID I've been doing all interviews online as well um, so I know what it's like uh, you know to conduct these interviews but I also know what it's like being on the other end as well and you know what it's like what, what, once you get word of an interview you start to panic don't you really yeah yeah you do you do like instead of being excited for an interview oh, oh you know i know my stuff you know i've studied this for so long i've got so much experience in in, in the subject but yet you just panic um so yeah so i know what it's like being on the other end as well um of that and and, and the kind of lead up to it and and the thoughts kind of getting in the way of you doing well um, so what is an interview? So an interview is basically if, if you try to think of, think of an interview as you're going to go and meet old friends or having a conversation with them about a job, you know, so try to stop putting yourself, you know, down because the brain, the brain will tend to believe, you know, what you think. So if you, if you change the way of thinking, you know, it, it, it improves, it, it'll improve your interview actually and uh, your nerves. And, and the outcome as well. Uh, so try and think of the interview as going to meet a few friends and you're gonna talk about a job that you'd really love to do and how you can fit that job really well, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, you're gonna be talking to the interviewer uh, about, you know, all, all the skills that really fit the job description that you're you know applying for um and and what what interviewers like to see certainly with me anyway is is that you're going to be a good fit for the company as well uh and and, and the key to doing that is uh you know to research the company and you know work on your rapport building at the very start as well um so you know don't be afraid to smile and you know sit up straight and things like that but we'll you know we'll we'll, we'll get into that in more detail um later on first of all i suppose i want to talk about why do we panic so Xana, like how would you have any idea like say if you get an interview um if you get a letter and or an email to save an interview in two days time and you panic what what would you be panicking about like what would you be thinking about um i'm a bad person to ask this to be honest because <laughs> i don't i don't panic about these kind of things i just go with it um i suppose people probably it's just the fear of being judged isn't it that you don't know something well enough that um maybe you don't give the right answer that they're looking for yeah yeah exactly so if you remember we did the last podcast on presentation skills it's very very much the same you know because you're presenting yourself really and, and you know in front of people so it's that fear of being judged 
you know, and it's it's that fear of looking incompetent to your, you know, to the interviewer, um, and uh, it's that fear of, you know, oh, what if I forget, you know, what I'm gonna say, you know, what what if I stumble on my words, you know, what if I forget, like what what, and you know, it's just all so straight away you're thinking about the things um that's gonna go wrong, aren't you? Instead of the things that's that that's gonna go right. Yeah, worst case scenario, how you can, how you can prevent it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it's 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 the nerves and the anxiety that makes us doubt ourselves, you know, and it's a very natural human reaction. Uh, but it's one that you can actually control to a point. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a case of trying to change the way your mind thinks of an interview. You know, if you think you're going to do bad and panic, if you think that you're going to forget things, well, your brain is going to start believing that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of doing that, you know, think that, OK, I'm actually going to do well. I'm excited about this interview and I'm going to tell them what I'm good at. So, you know, if you use kind of positive, you know, positive affirmations like this every day, your brain will actually start to believe it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, straight away, you're going to do much better at interview. Um, and, uh, you know, it's. And it is a very natural human reaction. If you remember, I spoke about how the brain works. So yes. if the brain senses a threat, uh, that part of the, the brain, the amygdala, kind of goes in fight or flight mode. So, um, it, you, you know, it, it cuts off your rational thinking part of your brain, the part that you really need to do well at the interview. Mm-hmm. So the key to relax that part of the brain down and to get that rational part thinking again is to relax as much as you can before an interview. I know this is very, it's easier said than done, isn't it? <laughs> I was just going to say, it's very easy to say relax, but if you're stressed, yeah. you're stressed, you know. If you're stressed, you're stressed, and a certain amount of stress is fine. You know, it, 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 stress and nervousness go, shows that you actually care as well. You know, mm-hmm. so a certain amount of, of stress and anxiety is is completely normal. I know I still get a bit anxious, you know, um, if there's, you know, if I'm even teaching a class or, you know, doing an interview and, and, and stuff like that. So a certain amount of you know, nerves and stress is okay, but it's when it actually prevents you from thinking properly. You know, that's that's when you need to intervene yourself, and it's about sort of taking control uh, of yourself and thinking of this stress and anxiety as, as a bully, and, and just saying to that bully, "Just go away. I'm not going to let you win here." Mm-hmm. Um, so it's taking back control. So it's doing things like doing a short meditation beforehand. Um, 10, 15 minutes before your interview, you know, just sit down, find a, you know, meditation that you're you're comfortable with. And, you know, that really relaxes the brain down and, you know, it, it, it makes you focus better, you know, on what you're going to do as well. Um, the, the 7-11 breathing technique as well is really, really handy and this works for everybody. Um, so when you breathe into the count of seven, and you know you breathe out to the count of 11 and that automatically relaxes your body you know and mm-hmm. uh, your body doesn't really have any choice but relax so the longer you breathe out um, it, it triggers the parasympathetic part of your body the relaxing part 
and it, it, it naturally relaxes down. Um, other people find going for, you know, a nice walk outside for 10 minutes really calms them down. You know, other people find just, you know, sitting just peacefully in their chair, maybe even reading a magazine, just something completely that'll, that'll take your mind off an interview uh, beforehand. So whatever it is that, that, that works for you that's going to relax, um, do that just before an interview. And I guarantee it won't get rid of the nerves 100%, but even if it gets rid of 20% of them, 30% of them, it's going to help a bit, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Whatever helps you do it. Yeah. And um, another crucial factor to remember before an interview is the sooner you start prepar- you know, preparing uh, for the interview, the more confident you're going to be. So as soon as you receive that letter or email, you know, inviting you for the interview, start your preparation that day. You know, even if the interview is a couple of months away, it's never too early to start preparing for it. Um, you know, think how confident you'll be. Uh, you know, if you start researching the company and, you know, preparing your questions so far in advance. And, you know, the more you prepare, the less chance there will be of going blank, you know, or forgetting information during an interview as well. You know, so the more you're prepared, the more confident you're going to be, you know, the the, the, the less, um, you, you know, you're not going to you're not going to have that mind blank and you're not going to panic as much. So so how do we prepare? So. One of the things when I'm interviewing people, Oxana, is I want to find out what they know about the company. Because it's happened so many times at interview that, um, you know, I would ask somebody during the interview, like it wouldn't be the first question. So this would come near towards the end of the interview. Okay, so I've asked most of the, you know, competency based questions and general, you know, questions. So what actually do you know about the company? Why do you want to work here? Mm-hmm. And there's loads of times I kind of get a, a blank sort of, ex, you know, I can see a blank expression on their face or sort of a very, very short answer. OK, so and then what this is telling me is that this person just thought to themselves, OK, I'm just going to apply for all these different jobs and hope for the best. You know, if I get an interview, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So they're not really thinking about the companies that they want to work for or they're just saying to themselves I'm just going to apply for these companies and hope for the best if I get an interview that's great so that's that doesn't come across very well it's it's not telling me that you know you know you chose the open college because we do this 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 and this and you want to be you know and in, in, involved with our team and you want to be involved you know what this stuff we're doing and you find what we're doing you know in this area very very interesting so do you know what I mean there Oksana does that make sense oh no definitely but then I, I also kind of want to say like I don't think there's maybe anything wrong with applying to loads of places because you know like some people might just need the job but the smart thing would be then is keep a track of where you're applying because if they get back to you then you can do your research instead of just showing up you know oh yeah not knowing anything but there's absolutely no um there's no problem with applying for a whole load of jobs and you you know I would assume that's what everybody's doing uh, but the difference is is um you know they're not they're not researching like if if they do yeah, get exactly. a call for interview they're not they're not researching enough um, yeah that's the, uh, yeah exactly they're do, not do your due diligence yeah 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 they're not putting enough thought into it um so yeah so the best way to find out about the company is to go on online 
you know, every every company should have a website. Um, you know, have a look at their departments. You know, how many departments are there? Look at all the different services they provide. Um, look to see if they're involved with any charities. You know, you can talk about that. You can say, I see that you're involved with such and such a charity. I would love to to help you with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can talk about then your experience with that if you have it. Um, you know, have have a look at their mission statement, their values, their ethos, uh, and have a look at for what they do for their employees as well. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of companies would have, um, they they would focus on their employees a lot now as well. So it's very important for you sort of to know, you know, what they do for their employees as well. And I mean, if you can, if you can talk about all of this, not just, okay, so you know you've been around for like 10 years and you do this, this and this, that's that's not enough. You need to be able to talk much more than that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you kind of know, all right, this person has done their research, like they know quite a bit. Um, and I can see that their qualities and their values fit ours as well, you know? Um, so that's one thing. So you prepare, so you find out as much about the company. Go on LinkedIn as well, LinkedIn's brilliant. I mean, every company should have a LinkedIn profile and like even before an interview, you can contact a few people on LinkedIn that works for that company. Say you have an interview coming up, you know, uh, uh, is there anything, you know, you can tell me about the company, you know, that would help with with the interview. If there's any specific questions you want to find out, you can ask people and stuff like that. So that would that would really help as well. And a lot of people actually do that. And another important point to remember when preparing for an interview is to make sure that you know your CV uh, or the application form uh, that you filled out. Because sometimes, uh, you know, when people fill out application forms and do out CVs, they put things in that's not necessarily 100% true that they think that, you know, it's going to impress the company. Um, and, and, And loads of times I would ask somebody, okay, so I see you have you know, really good, say, for example, teamwork skills, you know, can you give me an example of, of a few examples of when you used good teamwork skills? Um, and, you know, you would see them kind of stumbling over this and, you know, you would see straight away then that, you know, what they put down their CV, you know, or what they put down their application form isn't really true because if it was, they'd be able to, you know, they'd be able to talk more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know i've noticed that uh, quite a lot of the times when i'm interviewing you know i'd, I'd ask about it you know it's okay listing skills but if you can't provide examples of how you use these skills you know it's a waste of time putting the skills down in the cv or the application form so it's very very important know your cv inside out make sure that you can expand on each point uh, that you put down um, and you know be able to provide, you know, different scenarios and um, things that you were involved in before that will prove that you're actually very, very good at these skills. And, uh, you know, qualifications as well. Um, You know, I've had people that have obviously lied on their CV and put up, you know, qualifications down that they didn't complete because they weren't able to talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So just, just just make sure that everything that you're putting down is true and that you know all the information inside out. Um, and then the next point to remember when preparing is to really practice your interview questions. 
you know, the key is to stand out with your answers and not just sound like every other interviewee. You know, try to think of the likely questions that you'll be asked uh, and then work on your answers and then practice, practice, practice. And, you know, the more you practice your questions, the more likely they will just flow off your tongue. And, um, you know, practice your answers with, with with friends or family, you know, record yourself using your mobile phone. Uh, this can be quite educational uh, as you can see yourself on the way, you know, the interviewer will see you as well. You know, maybe you didn't realize, maybe you touch your hair a lot, you know, maybe you're, you know, you, you scratch your face a lot and, and, and stuff like that. So these are, you know, little things that you wouldn't know if you didn't sort of record yourself and watch yourself back. Um, I know that a lot of my students find this highly beneficial when they're recorded and they watch themselves back. You know, they can see what they need to, what, well, first of all, what they're doing well and second of all, what they need to work work on, you know, to mm-hmm. make improvements. Um, but the more you can practice your questions, the better. And there are general questions that, you know, you're going to be asked. So, you know, you would start off like what, tell me a bit about yourself or, you know, talk me through your CV. So, you know, have a good concrete, you know, answer together for that. And then I find generally once uh, the interview, the, the interviewee answers this question, they can sort of get into a flow and, you know, they answer the other questions, you know, a lot more easy. So, you know, have have that question prepared well in advance and that will make sort of the, the rest of the interview go a bit better. Um, you know, make sure you gather all necessary documentation uh, the employer will need well beforehand as well, because, you know, if you do well in your interview, you, you know, they're going to be looking for these documents more or less straight away, you know, certificates and, you know, your qualifications, especially. And have your references ready as well, Oksana. Make sure that any job that you're applying for, that your references know that you're applying for these jobs as well, so they're not caught off guard and um, when they're called you know if you do well because references can either make or break your application and um, so you know many times I've called references and they haven't obviously been prepared at all they've been really caught off guard and then you know they don't give as well a, a reference so always make sure that you have your references prepared um another important point is you know find out how many people's going to be on the panel as well the interview panel and then practice talking to that number of people, uh, you know, making sure to keep eye contact with them and everything. Um, you know, that whatever person's asking the question, uh, answer them, you know, giving them the most eye contact, but always include the other ones. Always look at the other ones as well on the panel. And, you know, don't be afraid to smile. You know, smiling creates rapport, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I would agree. And, and and they warm to you easier as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's as much you can do when, you know, in preparation, if you really research the company, uh, you know, what they do, what they believe in, um, uh, you know, find out everything that they do, find out as much about the company as possible. Um, you know, rehearse your questions, uh, know your CV inside out and have your documents and your, your um, references ready. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what types of interviews can somebody do? Well, there's many types, yeah. So there's many types of interviews uh, depending on what job you're going for. 
Um, and I suppose the traditional interview is the most popular one where you have the people in charge of, of recruitment having an interview with you, uh, which consists of only you know one or two people on the panel. Uh, and, that, you know, this can be a bit more personal and people generally feel a lot more comfortable in these types of interviews, uh, you know, as, as there's not as many people to impress. Um, so, so that's the traditional interview. And I know that, you know, for some of the roles at the Open College, you know, one or two interviews is fine. You know, you, you get a number of people applying and then you whittle it down to a certain number. And then you would have the first kind of traditional interview and you get it down to maybe five or six candidates. And then you would move it on then to the second round of interviews where you would be finding out sort of more specific details and you'd be going more in depth about their skills, you know, and and their fit, you know, to the company as well. And um, so that would be a more kind of traditional way of doing it. Uh, with, with, with the bigger companies now, you could have quite a number of interviews. You could have up to five or six interviews. You know, so you could start off with a telephone interview where, you know, an inter so these interviews takes place, uh, you know, as the first port of call uh, mm -hmm. for some employers to see if you fit the job. All right. Yes. So you would need to prepare sort of normally as, as a normal interview and have the exact same questions pre uh, prepared. They're not going to go into as much detail on a phone interview, but it's just to kind of get the, the, the general gist of what you're like. Um, and then this could move on then to an interview with, with HR. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be asking you um, sort of all the, all the same kind of questions, but but more details. So, you know, a bit about your background, you know, your experience, your qualifications and how you're going to fit with the company. You know, they might ask you some competency based questions as well. Um, and this is where, you know, they're interested more in your experience. You know, they want to see if you've got the exact experience and skills that they're looking for. And they're going to be looking for loads and loads of different scenarios and um, examples of how of when you showed these skills, you know, teamwork, communication skills, persuasion skills, etc. Um, and then this could move on then to having an interview with your manager and certain people in the department. And then again, they'll be looking to see if you're going to fit really well with their team. Uh, and again, they're going to be going into even more depth about your skills and more scenarios and more examples that you can you can provide. And then, you know, if if you're if you do well at this, then that moves on to even having another maybe interview with, you know, a manager that's higher up in the company. And this usually happens because some 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 higher managers just want to, to, to meet all you know, the people that's going to work there and they'll have the final say, you know, if, if the person, if they feel the person is going to fit well. And of course, they're going to have all the feedback from, you know, the other managers in the HR department and things like that. So they'll take all of that information into account, plus their own interview, and they'll make a decision on that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, th th there's, there's, I mean, there's some companies that have five or six interviews and this moves on through all different kind of Man managers and you know different different higher up managers and everything so um you know this it can be quite a long process sometimes but generally um you know the, the traditional interviews are quite are still quite popular you know the first interviews and then the second interviews and maybe a third interview um however the one of the main sort of interviews that that 
that I've been carrying out anyway since since lockdown is uh, the virtual interviews. Mm-hmm. And I think all interviews have moved online now. Like you can't really you can't really go and uh, you know, um, you can't escape it. You can't escape it really. So, you know, they're fast becoming the norm. Um, you know, the, the pandemic has really forced companies to now conduct all interviews online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I've noticed that candidates can be candidates can be quite uncomfortable. You know, during the first interview, uh, the same nerves are going to be there. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that's added is uh, they can see themselves on the screen. So that's really uncomfortable. So, you know, naturally enough, you want to kind of, you know, look at, you know, you want to look well, you want to see that you're coming across well. So, you know, instead of looking at the camera, you're actually looking at yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. So straight away, that takes away from the rapport building because you're not looking, you know, um, you're not making eye ca- contact with, with the interviewer. So I notice a lot of people are looking at themselves. So what I would highly recommend is to turn that camera off. That that um, little uh, square that you can see yourself in the ca- uh, in the corner, just mm-hmm. turn that off. So there, you're not going to be distracted and looking at yourself in the corner, you know. How, yeah, and how do you find it? What's what would be better, the the virtual interview or face to face? Well, I mean, I think face to face interviews are brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I kind of get a a certain, you know, connection with the person. Yeah, you get a feel for them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you kind of get more of a feel for the person. And, um, you know, there's that connection there. Whereas online, the, the virtual way of interviewing, you don't really get as much sort of rapport and connection connection with the person. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the main, that'd be the main difference there. But look, you know, I've had really, really good interviews online as well, um, you know, that I felt really connected to the person. Um, so you know, the virtual interviews can be very good as well. Um, mm. So look, some useful tips I can recommend to present, you know, present yourself well during the interview is, uh, you know, look presentable, you know, dress appropriately from top to toe. So that means don't just dra- dress <laughs> at the top <laughs> only and have a pair of pieces on at the bottom. <laughs> I was going to say that's roughly what people do. Blouse yeah. on top and pajama bottoms with Winnie the Pooh on them on the bottom. <laughs> uh, well, you see, look, I, you know, it's happened for me before that, you know, I've been interviewing somebody and, you know, life happens like, you know, a pet has, has, uh, you know, jumped up on the, the laptop mm-hmm. and then the person has got up to grab the pet. And then the next thing I can see the whole, you know, the PJs underneath. <laughs> now, like I find that, you know, I find it funny and I can move on from that, but I can just imagine that, you know, a lot of companies wouldn't find that. Oh, yeah, especially if you get somebody really conservative and it's a really yeah. serious company and they yeah. probably start thinking, oh, Jesus, if this person has an interview or not an interview, even like a meeting, say, with a client and this is what happens. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then they think, oh, gosh, this person hasn't prepared at all. So first of all, lock any pets outside the room you're going to be doing the interview in. Mm-hmm. Um, because they could start making noise, you know, dogs can start barking and, and yeah. things like that. So, you know, make sure that they're well out of the way so that doesn't, you know, disrupt your interview. Uh, but make sure that you're dressed from top to toe, just in case something does happen that you have to get up quickly. You know, you, you look professional the whole way down rather than just the top half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mind your background as well. So 
whether it's your virtual background or your own background, you know, um, always have the virtual background uh, if you're using it that way as professional. Like, you know, no beaches in the background, no kind of uh, yeah. bars or, you know, um, parties or balloons or something like that. That's it's not very professional, you know. So have, like you know, a professional background. And there's loads of things that you can choose from you know, um, on the on these uh, virtual platforms, loads of different backgrounds. If it's your own background, if you're not going to use it virtually, just, um, you know, just have it nice and decluttered. Don't have a lot of stuff going on at the back. Maybe have a plant, a nice plant behind you, a nice picture behind you. Just, just, just something that doesn't just look like there's so much going on and you can't really focus on the person at all you're just seeing all this stuff going on at the back and yet you know you can't really see the person so get rid of all the clutter just have one or two things in the background um and that's perfect um you're gonna laugh at me now actually because my home office has ufc posters on the walls yes the e-posters <laughs> <laughs> yeah my partner's really mad into the ufc so for a long time he was going to um like ufc events in vegas and a lot of these posters are signed by the fighters that are there so it's not like it's not like just a poster for the sake of a poster it's like a signed memorabilia type thing but i have those on the walls so every time i'm on a zoom call or something like that i just blur out my background (laughs) so people don't see and i loved it and look it depends on like say for example if 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 he if your partner was going for an interview you know for something ufc related or yeah something to do with that i mean that's perfect so it's all about oh, yeah. and work in the background to you know oh yeah and be like and yeah you have the option of blurring as well um but you know it it's professionally it would, would be great just to have it as decluttered as possible you know and having it oh yeah definitely just so, so you can focus on the on the person more um and then the next point is noise and distraction so make sure there's no distracting noises in the background you know like a washing machine i myself i always make this mistake of turning on the washing machine in the morning and then realizing when it's too late, oh no, I have a meeting yeah. or I have an interview and the washing machine's on and you can't stop. Yeah. Well, you can stop it, but I don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the amount of times I had to call somebody and I'm like, I'm sorry, that's the washing machine at the back. That's the washing machine. But that's, that's only you guys, though. I wouldn't do it for, you know, if I'm going into an interview or something like a, a, a meeting with an external something or other do you know jesus yeah 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 things like that so you you know you just make sure not to have you know anything that's going to cause any noise on Uh, and then you know we we spoke about it earlier pets you know dog bark dogs barking cats jumping around (laughs) and things like that and you know never do your interview in a public area either like at a restaurant or in a public area because that's just a no-no i would agree too noisy you know it's just way too noisy. Uh, there's always, you know, the the noise from people moving around. And in cafes and restaurants, there's plates, there's cutlery, there's all this noise in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had interviews like that before. I try to interview people and it's very, very difficult. It's very distracting. So, you know, always... Yeah, no, it's bad form. And a very, very... Uh, yeah, and a, in your own home, preferably, or in a very quiet area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Try not to have the camera too close to you as well, <laughs> Oksana, because I've had, I've had sort of um, situations where, you know, I'm interviewing somebody and all I can see is their head and they're very, very close up to the camera. Um, you know, 
And that doesn't that that doesn't really work because I'm not seeing and I'm, I'm not it's it's just it, it it just doesn't work. You know, you need you need to see the top half. You know, you need to see your shoulders at least, and you know the top half of your body and your head, like not just the head alone, um, uh, because yeah, that just that just doesn't work. Um, and then make sure that your audio is working properly, uh, and you can and you can hear one another. So always make sure that you know your speakers are working properly and your volume is also working properly. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because it can take ages to try and get these things you know, to work properly. And if you don't have it prepared beforehand, you know, I can really take away from the interview at the start. And of course, your interview speed as well, make sure it's suitable for the interview. You know, so I suppose depending on what area you're in, um, make sure that your 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 internet speed is um, up to speed, really, you know, mm-hmm. for the interview and that everything's working fine and that you can, you know, you know you can do your interview without it slowing down and I mean sometimes this does happen and it's completely normal Mm -hmm. and the internet speed can't be guaranteed all the time but make sure you know for example if you're in the area and the internet's very slow and there is a risk of the internet cutting out well find find somewhere else that you can do it that the you know the speed is guaranteed to be there the whole time you know Um, and just do it that way yeah, and again, I have to reiterate, like, once you're happy with your position on the screen, really don't pay too much attention to yourself on the screen. You know, don't look at yourself. Turn that off completely. Pay the full 100% attention to your interviewer. You know, make eye contact with the camera. So it looks like you're making eye contact with the interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't look professional at all if you're constantly looking at yourself. Uh, and again, you know, it results in broken rapport with the interviewers that... Rapport is very, it's key at the start. So if you break that at the very start, it doesn't bode well for the, the rest of the interview, you know. Um, have contingency plans. So, you know, if you're using your laptop and the interview breaks down there, have your phone beside you so you can, you know, you can log in again using your phone, iPad, tablet. Have, have one or two of these as a backup, just in case anything happens to your laptop. And then other than that, you know, Alexander, the same rules apply as a face-to-face interview. You know, research the company, practice your questions, make sure you have lots of examples you can provide uh, for the skills that they're looking for. Be confident with your answers. Um, you know, avoid waffling. You know, you know your CV inside out. And um, yeah, so it's it's you know, and hopefully these tips and tricks should help. You know, with any future interviews that you know anybody has coming up um, because it probably will be you know virtual interviews so hopefully those tips will help you with that. The next type of interview as well that that a lot of the, the bigger companies would do is um, they would use elevator pitches. I don't know if you've ever ever heard of those Oksana? Um, I've heard of them I've never actually had to do one so I'm not very familiar of them. Um, it sounds very corporate America, though. I don't know if that happens here in Ireland. Yeah, well, a few, yeah, so a few of the the the, the larger corporate companies would use elevator pitches, um, and so it involves pitching sort of to an audience uh, for approximately maybe up to a minute, thirty to sixty seconds, about who you are, you know, what makes you unique, um, 
And then, you know, people also use them at, at career fairs, you know, when they're introducing themselves to employers as well. If you go to a career fair and you want to talk to an employer and um, mm-hmm. you want to kind of know, right, what, what exactly am I going to say to them? Networking events, you know, online profiles on your LinkedIn accounts, so you could actually help with that as well. Um, so a, look, a, a few things. The first thing is just not to panic, because I know it's just like a presentation again. You know, you're standing, you're, you're you know, in front of people, you're presenting in front of people like, um, but it's very, very short. So don't panic. Try to relax. Um, have a think about, you know, what what you want people to know about you, like what makes you unique and why would you be a good fit for the position? OK. Um, you know, focus on problem solving as well. So, you know, the employer has a problem um, and that, you know, they need a specific you know position filled. Like, how are you going to fix that problem? How are you going to fit into this um, position very well, you know, to fix any problem that they have? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, try to engage with your audience so you can talk, but you can also ask a question to get them interested. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and try not to waffle on about irrelevant information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first of all, I mean, I think it's like maybe three simple steps. So the first, you introduce yourself. For example, you know, hi, my name is Mary. So lovely to meet you and have a smile. You know, that creates rapport. Um, and then talk about what you do. So. I'm, say, for example, a social care worker. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a social care worker, um, you know, driven and hardworking, you know, working for eight years, uh, say, in the intellectual disability or foster care area, mm-hmm. you know, and then explain what you want to do. I'd love to, um, I'd love the opportunity to show, you know, my skills or ex- expertise in these areas. And, you know, I find the work that you do for your clients admirable. Uh, you know, I'm very impressive and I would love to be involved in this and, you know, work for a very well-established organization like yourselves. And, you know, um, I, you know, would love for the opportunity to, you know, to show my skills and things like that. So you so you're really, really focusing down on, you know, what what makes you unique and. creating that rapport at the start again talking about the skills how you would fit into that company um and you know being very pleasant about it as well you know having the having the smile on your face and you know having the 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 open body language as well um and you know speak speak naturally as well i always say to people to slow it down you know talk a bit slower than you normally would and I find that hard though. I don't know if other people are in it, it would be in the same situation as I am, but I know when I get nervous, I just I talk fast anyway, I find. But yeah. In an interview situation like that, I think I would the 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 speed of the talking would go up a notch definitely. I, yeah, and that's and that's what you say yourself, Exana. It's it's just down to nerves and it's mm-hmm. it's a very natural thing that happens, like you speed up because of nerves and you know, you want to get this answer out as quickly as possible because subconsciously you just want to move on and get this interview over. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, um but you know, with practice and I notice like when 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 I'm doing mock interviews and when I'm teaching students, like the more practice they get with it, the more comfortable they become with it. And, you know, they, they, they naturally slow down their, their way of talking. So, again, you know, it's all about the practice. 
it's all about the practice, you know, slow it down, makes it easier to, to understand for the, the employer. Uh, you know, express your confidence and try and make it memorable and interesting. You know, um, say how they can solve a problem that they have. You know, how how are you unique compared to every other candidate that's going to be coming in? You know, try and sell sell your uniqueness. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose the stages of the interview then, I just wanted to talk about, you know, the, the different stages. So the opening, so there's three main stages. So the first stage is the opening. So this is where say for example you're going to an attendance interview so you enter the room um and they put you know their hands out to shake your hand uh you make sure they give them a firm handshake you know not too tight and not too loose just a firm handshake and not for too long like i've had loads of cases where you know um people come in for interview and they're they're really they're nervous and they're holding my hand shaking it for too long you know <laughs> yeah so so again you know, it's about practice again. You know, practice doing a doing a firm handshake with somebody somebody that you know. Um, and then what happens then is the interview will introduce themselves and any others on the panel. Okay. Uh, they will explain maybe how long the interview will last. And this is for virtual interviews as well. So it's about, you know, introducing themselves. You know, we're looking forward to talking to you today. You know, they'll explain how the interview, how long the interview will last. Uh, they might give a bit of background of what the company does and what you're going to be talking about today. And the reason that the employer will talk about maybe five, ten minutes at the start is to get you to relax a bit as well. All right. So that's the reason they'll, you know, they'll talk quite a bit at the start is to get you to relax into the interview so that you're not sitting down and you have to answer questions straight away professionally. And um, that's what most interviewers should do. And um, they shouldn't just go straight into asking questions. They should talk about at, at the start. Now, while you're sitting there, you know, try to focus on, on the way you, you, you're coming across. So have, have a slight smile on your face. Try to look, look relaxed as possible. You know, um, try not to be, you know, biting your lip or, um, you know, it just 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 look nervous try to look as relaxed as possible um and the more relaxed you are the more relaxed the actual interviewers will be and then the more relaxed that the interview will go um and that's how you work in your rapport at the start so smile as soon as it starts make that eye contact have an open posture you know no folded arms uh, or looking sort of you know uncomfortable if there's more than one person on the panel, you know, make sure to make eye contact with everyone. You know, at the start as well, and I would say this online is, you know, for for anybody that wears makeup, you know, don't wear too much makeup because again, that 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 distracts from the actual interview. And uh, you know, I know, you know, with the virtual interviews as well, you know, be, be careful what you wear. Um, you know, try and look as professional as possible. Try and have, you know, a nice shirt on, you know, a nice blouse. Um, and, you know, wear, wear colours. I notice that nice bright colours really stand out. You know, pinks and blues um, and uh, greens and nice pastel colours that kind of, you know, really, 
really stand out. Um, I, I and find people overthink a lot about what to wear to an interview because it also kind of comes into, well, I think anyway, it's just my opinion, kind of hand in hand with like maybe the culture of the company. So some places are more formal. Some are very casual. Like I know in our office, like I sometimes waltz in in like leggings and a dress, Do you know, like it's other yeah. people wear slacks and a shirt. I think it just kind of depends on how your office goes as well. It depends on how your office goes. And a good tip, you know, especially, and we will get back to attendance interviews. You know, we, you know we're not going to be in this pandemic forever. Um, mm. So, like, what the, like one of the first things that I would say as, as part of preparation for an interview is find out their dress sense. You know, yeah. um, go and, 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 and have a look, maybe, you know, uh, you know, go and have a look at the building, have a look at the people walking in and out, like what are they wearing, you know, what do they wear on a daily basis and then just wear the same kind of thing to the interview. Yeah. And, and worst scenario, like worst comes to worst, just Google it. There is nothing wrong with just showing up in like black slacks and a blouse. That's fairly yeah. regular everywhere, I would say. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I would just try and maybe um, put a bit of colour in there Mm. I find that that really stands out as well. It makes you stand out if you insert a bit of colour. You know, yeah. you can remember people uh, a bit better, if you know, because the, the first impressions really do count, Oksana. Like that first minute, the impression that you get of somebody coming in. Like most employers will make their first decision about will this person fit into the company within the first 30, 30 seconds to a minute off the interview you know mm-hmm. um so the clothes that you're wearing is is is, is quite important and can have a huge effect um on their decision as well well not on the dis- overall decision but on, on the overall like first impression do you know what i mean yeah i was going to say subconsciously it would stand out yeah subconsciously it would stand out um so yeah so put a bit of effort into what you're going to wear and and just in my personal view in a way and, and inject a little bit of color you know mm-hmm. so, something that's really going to um, I showed up to our interview wearing all black, Mary. <laughs> I can't, you see, I can't remember. <laughs> I must have done something to stand out. <laughs> you must have done something right. But that was, that was what, over three years ago. So, oh, a yeah. long time now, yeah. Yeah, my memory doesn't serve me good there. Uh, um, and then, yeah, smile as much as you can. You know, that creates a warmness, um, you know, with the interview. So look, at if you can kind of get that right at the opening it's going to bode well for the rest of the interview you know so that's the opening and then you have the middle so middle of the interview this is when the real questioning begins so they usually start off with a low-key question um, uh, to try and re- relax you even more into the interview so it's either tell me a bit about yourself or talk me through your cv all right mm-hmm. um so if you have the these questions well prepared beforehand um that's going to really help you kind of, uh, you know, get into the interview. So that question about tell me about yourself, people panic about that question, don't they? Um, yeah, I think a lot of people because it's, you see, tell me about yourself, but like professionally, not hi, my name is Oksana. I am yeah. I don't know, 21 again <laughs> and um, I like, I don't know, lilies or something. It's more like your educational background, your professional background. And maybe some things that you do in your spare time that would kind of tie into those things. Yes, maybe, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so yeah. 
As, as, as you say, it's a very general question. So people kind of get confused. Geez, where do I start here? Like, what, what, you know, where do I start? What am I supposed to say? And as you say, it's the more professional part that we're looking for. Yeah. So what I would suggest is you should focus on the most relevant experience and qualifications for the role. And the answer should be no more than three minutes long, right? So you don't want to have a big, long, drawn out answer, which takes up half the interview. I mean, that was the mistake I was doing when I was starting off many years ago, interviewing, you know, when I would attend an interview, my goodness, I'd have a whole big long speech about myself and all and, you know, it would take up too much time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't want to bore the, the interviewer either. Um, you know, and what you forget as well is, you know, you don't want to take up too much. If the, if the interviewer says the interview is going to last a half an hour, you want to kind of sit time it in your head as well, right? Okay, I only spent a couple of minutes, you know, on this question, because the interviewer usually has loads of people to get through on a day, mm-hmm. so you really don't want the interview to be uh, drawn out. So start off talking about maybe when you began having an interest in whichever field you're applying for, uh, and then talk about the relevant courses and the experience you have. Uh, so, for example. If you're applying for a childcare role, for example, and you're at the interview, a good way to answer this, tell me about yourself. So I began having an interest in childcare, uh, you know, since I started babysitting, you know, my nieces and nephews for the past three years. I decided that I wanted to do it professionally. So I registered for the childcare course with the Open College uh, and completed the course within a year. And I thoroughly enjoyed every aspect of the course, you know, especially mention some specific modules like you know uh special needs um or, or or something like that child development or something like that so you know you can you can get into detail about more specific modules there mm-hmm. um mention that you know i did particularly well at work placement my supervisor gave me excellent feedback you know i consider myself to be an experienced childcare specialist at this stage you know with extensive knowledge of the childcare industry um you know, I developed some activities for, you know, maybe some sensory learning for children. Mm-hmm. And I'm always eager to learn new methods. Um, and, you know, I enjoy working with children, but also families, you know, as it's important to make them feel at ease and so on. And then you would end up saying, you know, I want to work for a well-established trusted childcare organizations like yourself. Um you know, I, I would consider it a great opportunity to perfect my skills and gain some more invaluable experience. So there you go. So, you know, you're starting off talking about when your interest started mm-hmm. and then you're talking about the relevant courses and experience you have and then what you actually want to do, you know, what your plans are. So that's telling the company all about you and how you would fit into the company straight away in three minutes. Yep. So you see how that can work. Oh yeah, no. There's a formula to it. You just have yeah. to. You just have to know it. Yeah, exactly. And 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 three simple steps there, really. And then talk me through your CV. You know, so that's the two main areas. Tell me about yourself, or talk me through your CV. That's the two main ways um, an interviewer is going to start out. So, again, this question is asked to give you the opportunity to talk through uh, your relevant experience and qualifications. And again, you know, keep it to the three main points like um so say for example if you were looking for a, going for an interview for a job uh, in healthcare 
So you would start off talking about um, how you got started. So after completing my leave insert back in 2010, I started to work as a receptionist in a local care home. You know, I observed how much cares did for the elderly, which made me want to work in the same profession. Um, and then I had to look after my own grandparents and, and, and so on. So, you're, you, you know, you're talking personally about that. And I say you researched courses and came across the QQI level five in healthcare, uh, and believed, um, you know, and I believe it's one of the best things I ever did. I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, the modules. And then you would talk about specific modules that you really enjoyed. You know, you would talk about the the the, the 150 hours work placement you did in the care home. You know, talk about the things you did there and the yep. things that you really enjoyed. And then the reason that you're applying for the job is because it offers full-time hours and there are more opportunities for growth. Um, and I'd also, you know, be, be proud to work for, um, you know, a, again, a well-established care home like yourself um, who may have one maybe best care home in Dublin for the third year running or something like that. You know, so if you, if you can bring in something like that, it, it goes to show that you've really researched the company as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know that they've won special awards for certain things and, you know, they might specialise in certain things and you can say that you want to be involved in that. So you can see how you can bring all of that together. And then we come to the closing of the interview. So you have answered all the questions that they have asked. So mm-hmm. the interview, the, the interviewer will then usually ask you um, if you've got any questions. So professionally you really should have one or two questions prepared here because it's it's it, I always find it not very nice if you ask somebody you have any questions and they say no not really you know you, when you compare that to if you've got any questions oh yeah I just have one or two questions that goes to show that they have um that they have more of an interest in the job like they have more of an interest in the, in the company itself and the role and things like that. Do you know what I mean? It just comes across a lot better. Yeah. Because um, yeah. like I think we can all agree that everybody is looking for a job to get paid. Look, that's just the facts of it. Yeah. But at the same time, you also want to be working with like where you are interested in, if that makes sense, or somewhere that you think would be a good place for you. So that's kind of what you want to portray. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how you could just chime in there is, can you describe to me a typical day at the job? You know, can mm. you can you describe um um you know what what you know who I'd be working with, you know the kind of things I would be expected to do uh, in a typical day and, and and stuff like that. So that usually gives the employer a lot of things to talk about. Another question you can ask is um and I suppose this ties in with what can the employer do for you is, you know what training opportunities do you have available at the company? Like mm. a lot of companies do have um huge training and development departments. So you can ask, you know, what training would be specific to your role? Another question would be, you know, what are the future plans for the company in the area that you're going to be working in? And then they usually get very excited about that as well, because every company has future plans that they're excited about, so they can talk away about that as well. And you look excited about their their suggestions and things as well, and that'll, that'll work on their rapport even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then, can chime in and say how you could help with the future plans if you see a link in there somewhere do you know exactly exactly yeah 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 perfect um, and then you can finish by asking them 
you know, when you can expect to hear back. Um, will it be a phone call? Will it be a letter? Will it be an email? Uh, and then you can thank them for their time and say that you're going, you, you know, you look forward to hearing from them. And uh, if it's an attendance one, don't forget to give them that firm handshake again before you go. Don't just run out the door because mm-hmm. uh, I know that's how you feel. Phew, that's <laughs> yeah, you can relax now. <laughs> But don't forget just to wrap up everything, uh, that firm handshake and uh, just say, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right. And just one more point. So, you know, what are you going to do after the interview? So look, try not to worry if you don't hear back from the employer on the exact day that they said they would contact you. I know that I'm guilty of this myself. And it's very simply because work gets in the way and you're very, very busy. Or some of the people that you plan to interview cancelled and you had to reschedule interviews. Therefore, you had to move things forward and everything. So please don't panic if you don't hear back uh, from the employer on, on the promised day. If it's going on and on and, and say after maybe a week and you still haven't you know, heard from them after, after the day they promised, well then contact them. And just say, talk to the receptionist, talk to somebody there and, 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 and ask, you know, I had an interview there, you know, two weeks ago. I'm just wondering, you know, when, when I hear when I'll hear word back and then, you know, that they can take it from there. So, you know, you're totally uh, entitled to do that. But th- there's no problem with that at all. Um, but I think just, just don't dwell. You know, don't dwell on things like, geez, I, you know, I forgot to say that I didn't answer that well or. Jeez, I've, you know, my mind went blank. Don't don't dwell on these things at all. Uh, you know, most of the time the employer, uh, you know, they don't they don't notice like they, they, they really don't notice. So try not to dwell, dwell on these things and don't fret. Just take your time. And, uh, you know, if you don't get the job, think about all you've learned from the interview and, you know, think that, you know, you've had some excellent practice for your next interview. Well, that's it. Think- it's good experience. Yeah, that's a good experience. And ultimately, look, if you practice interview questions, uh, you know, do your research, deliver your answers concisely um, get some interesting conversations going with the interviewer. Uh, there's no reason why a job interview can't be a pleasant experience, you know, and you learn from every single job interview you go to. So. Even, you know, the attempts that didn't get you that job. So just keep practicing the techniques um, and, you know, eventually you'll become even more confident and more confident and, the, the you know, the job will be yours. And that was Mary with interview tips and tricks. I hope you took something away from this podcast that would be useful to you. As always, you can find us on our usual social media platforms, such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and listen to us on all your usual podcast platforms. That's all for now, you guys. Goodbye.